Hey, top of the morning to you, or afternoon, or evening. I, I, I wish I wouldn't start this way, uh, but I, I seem to do that involuntarily. <laughs> Just habit. My name is Mike. This is the FBTV podcast, video podcast. Matter of fact, we'll take snippets of this podcast in video form and uh, put those on YouTube. Now, if you are a client of Tautoa, you can go into the FBTV Insider and you can watch the uh, full video podcast. Everybody else, uh, well, you can catch the the, uh, videos on YouTube or you can hear the entire FBTV podcast using your favorite podcasting app. So we got that out of the way. Be sure to subscribe. Uh, if you're using your podcasting app, subscribe. Uh, give us thumbs up. Give us five stars, whatever. Helps the channel grow, and it helps us uh, immensely. Today, what's the topic today? Fuel surcharge. Been debating about talking about this for a broker, but uh, uh, we're going to talk about it today. Not Well, we'll see. I, I was going to say we're not going to get into in-depth, heavy, heavy, heavy detail. But uh, we might. We might. But by the time we're done talking about it, you'll know exactly everything you need to know about a fuel surcharge, at least as a freight broker. Now, carriers, another story. Sort of. But we'll get to that in a moment. All right, my apologies. So the uh, last video podcast, The Impossible Question, I did it again. Oops, I did it again. I did not give you the answer. The uh, question was one study found that when a team loses the Super Bowl, this business will see a 200% increase in that city the next day. <clears throat> Cell phone repair. <laughs> Cincinnati, I would imagine yesterday a boom day for cell phone repairs, Apple stores, whatever it might be. I would have thought putting your fist through your uh, flat screen. That seems to be easy to do. I've seen those videos on YouTube where people are pranking. I guess they got a picture in there. It looks like the flat, the, the, the uh, screen's been busted. And Anyway, neither here nor there. All right. Going to be talking about some uh, things coming up today. Obviously, Canada, another recall with big trucks. California's getting weirder. I, nothing against California. I love uh, I love California. But man, it's some some of the things they do out there just kind of makes you go, hmm. Remember Arsenio Hall? Hmm. You know. Ohio businesses looking at a $25,000 tax break, possibly. We'll be talking about that today. Today is February 15th. It's Tuesday. The boat is going in the water today. First time since last year. And it almost got in the water a couple of weeks ago when we had a a stretch of 70-degree days. But uh, yesterday afternoon, got in the boat, got my uh, rods and reels all set up, got my uh, my plastics and my uh, hard baits put back in the boat, all organized. We're ready to go. Not sure where we're going, though. 
buddy of mine's going to go with me. We could go down to the lake we usually go to. It's about 15 miles from here. Might take it to the river today. The river, if you've been keeping up with uh, any of these podcasts, you know I had a uh, disaster out there back in August. Uh, tore my lower unit up $8,500 later. <laughs> That's what insurance is for. <clears throat> but I don't want to do it again at all because it was uh, lost the whole month of September. And I think I got it back first week of October, give or take, something like that. But anyway. All right, today's I Want Butterscotch Day. Singles Awareness Day. I think Singles Awareness Day was actually yesterday. Believe me, if you were single yesterday, you knew it. You were very aware of that fact. <laughs> and today's Hippo Day, like as in uh, Hippopotamus. All right. FBTV podcast, video podcast. We try to do a couple of those a, a week. If you got questions you'd like to ask, feel free to email them to me, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. You can also use Skype. Look us up on Skype, FBTV. Matter of fact, I haven't checked today. Is anything there? I, where's my Skype app? There it is. All right, looking and... No, nothing there today. So if you got any messages, you got questions, comments, whatever, feel free to contact me direct at uh, FBTV on Skype. Also, you can go to our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. Forms all over the place. FBTV is uh, brought to you by Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. If you're not familiar with Taltoa, we are a logistics training and consulting firm. We train freight brokers, freight broker agents. Work with trucking companies, you name it, uh, we can help you with it. If you're thinking about becoming a freight broker, freight broker agent, yeah, check us out. Check out the website. We've got training and consulting packages that include guaranteed placement. And there is a new arm of Tautoa. It was actually created back uh, in June. It's Tautoa Logistics. Now, if you become a client of Tautoa, you get through the mentorship program, you will have the opportunity to become a freight broker agent direct with Tautoa Logistics. So keep that in mind. Diesel talked about this last week, knew it was going to happen. Up 6.8 cents a gallon this week, over $4 a gallon, 4.02 to be exact. That's up $1.14 from this time last year. I tried to go back and find it real quick. I couldn't, but. Uh, you go back, this is February, go back to uh, November or October, and I bet it's up almost uh, $1.50, $1.60, something like that. Gasoline's up as well, three forty-eight a gallon, up 4.3 cents from last week. That's up uh, $0.99 cents right at a dollar from last year. What a deal. All right, told you the, uh, well, I gave you the answer a moment ago about the, uh, the answer for the uh, today's impossible question from last podcast. This uh, impossible question today's and man, I do hope I remember. If I if I can't remember this stuff, I'm going to have to cut it out. Matter of fact, not sure if you're playing along or not. Are you playing along at home? <laughs> when it comes to the living room, 43% of families adhere to this rule. What is that rule? <clears throat> All right. When it comes to the living room, 
where the couch is, the uh, love seats, the recliners, the TV. 43% of families have this rule and they adhere to it. What is the rule? You may already know it. When I saw the answer, I thought, yeah. Yep, that, that would be right. Spot rates. Things are going about as expected. Van rates up 1.4%. Flatbed rates up 1.1%. Expect those to uh, keep going as we get deeper or closer to spring. Refrigerated up 1.1%. Spot rates as uh, compared to last month. Vans up 3 cents a mile, up to 3.13. Flatbed rates are up 4 cents per mile. 316. Reefer uh, is uh, up two cents per mile, up to 357. <clears throat> now keep in mind when I say spot rates, that's what a broker <clears throat> on average is paying a truck to move that load. It's not what the shipper's paying the broker. Alright, so keep that in mind. Alright, uh, did you, uh, ha man, I saw this the other day on YouTube. Somebody talking about it. Well, that little fella that does the uh, fast food reviews. The bro guy, I can't remember his name. But I thought he made this up. I really did. <laughs> it's the uh, McDonald's menu hack. Now, honestly, I, I really thought he was making this up. I, I laughed. I thought, how funny. Uh, but he wasn't making it up. Here's the uh, commercial. We're, we don't air commercials a lot, but this is just to prove that this is not made up. I, I've never heard of it before until he brought it up, but anyway. The mouth-watering Big Mac with a savory filio fish and a tasty McChicken. My goodness, that looks good. <laughs> oh, oh, you're what making you a doing? McDonald's menu hat. Yes, a land, air, and sea. Oh, it's going to tip over. No, it's good. It's good. Very stable. It's going in the trash Order can. the land, air, and sea by name, build it by hand, and hack the McDonald's menu. I'm surprised at how attracted I am to it. Ah, uh, tell you what. <laughs> the land, air, and sea, okay, I get it. Hey, man, mate, you know, get a Big Mac, the fish, and the land, air, and chicken sandwich, I think. But to put it all on the same sandwich, I mean, the tartar sauce with the fish is what throws it off. Chicken might not be so bad, but that tartar sauce and the fish, it just don't. It just don't work for me. But I, I really did. I thought the fellow was uh, talking the other day. I thought he was just making that up, but nope. Found a commercial for it. Have you had it? Have you done it? <laughs> I just don't see myself. I don't eat at McDonald's anymore. I like McDonald's, but it don't like me. Uh, did you ever see that movie, uh, Super Size Me? That came out about, what, 15 years ago? 10 years ago? Yeah, 15 years ago, give or take. Uh, this is honest, honest truth. I had a heart attack. My first heart attack back in, uh, oh, what was it, 05, 06, something like that. <clears throat> wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, heart attack's heart attack. Not like it used to be. I mean, people still die from them. But anyway, I was, uh, I came home, I, you know, in the hospital a couple of days. I just put a stent in anymore. You know, it's just crazy. But anyway, uh, came home. And 
my doctor had told me, all right, from here on in, if they didn't eat it a hundred years ago, you don't eat it today. And I pretty much lived by that for a long, long time. And uh, during my uh, rehabilitation or getting back on my feet, <clears throat> I found the movie Supersize Me. You got another one too, but Supersize Me. This is where a guy, if you haven't seen it, watch it, but he, he uh, attempted to live off McDonald's food. Well, he did, I guess. Only McDonald's food. Food from Mickey D's for 30 days. Nothing else. And, you know, they had the doctors talking about it in the beginning. Uh, talking about what they expected. Yeah, he's probably going to put on some weight. His cholesterol is going to go up, blah, 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 blah. By the end of the 30 days, he was almost dead. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was uh, not comical, but it really uh, made you think, you know, that, wow, wow. Then, now, with that said, after about three months of eating healthy, man, I woke up one day, or maybe not woke up, but I had a uh, craving for a Whopper with cheese, order of onion rings, and a big old pop, you know, to wash it down with. I was just, ah, oh, just wanted it. Went down to Burger King, got it, brought it home, ate it. It made me so ill. Not throwing up ill, but I could tell that I just ingested stuff that my body did not want. Oh. I don't eat a lot of fast food anymore. Matter of fact, I'll have pizza every once in a while, and more times than not, I'll regret it, but uh, I, I don't eat a lot of fast food. Anyway, that's that. All right, we got to talk about the Super Bowl here just for a minute, mainly because of the commercials. Did I watch the Super Bowl? No, I don't watch a lot of football anymore. I did watch that, uh, what is it, Hard Knocks on HBO with Indianapolis. And, uh, you know, I, I really had a lot of respect for those guys. But uh, just the NFL's got too political, and it's just no fun for me anymore. You know, I, I'm, I want to watch it to get away from Washington and every. I was going to say Canada, but my hat's off to our friends up in Canada. Those guys have, they woke up the world. <laughs> and... Uh, God bless our Homeland Security. Not knocking them. I know they're there, and I know generally they do a good job. But I think we talked about this a little bit last week. They came out talking about, uh, yeah, we're beefing up security, Super Bowl. You know, the uh, U.S. truck convoy. We expect blah, 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 you know. And the day before they announced that, uh, these people putting together the uh, truck convoy said, no, it's going to happen in March. Anyway, I, I guess Homeland Security thought, well, they're, they're, they're uh, trying to uh, throw us off. No, they weren't. Most of those trucking guys want to watch a football game, too. <laughs> anyway, you know, every year, the uh, Super Bowl commercials, they used to be pretty good. <clears throat> but I thought this is weird. Anna Kendrick, her Barbie commercial, according to USA Today's ad meter, it ranked it as the best Super Bowl commercial. And I haven't watched them all, 
But I, I, I thought, okay, well, we'll get this. We'll play it, you know, on the video podcast. And I watched it. And I'm like, okay, it's cute, but if that's the uh, number one Super Bowl commercial, uh, it made me wonder about the rest. Here, Here's the, uh, and I love Anna Kendrick. Who doesn't, right? I mean, she's got a personality from here to the moon. And uh, she's fun, or seems to be. I've seen her on a lot of talk shows and stuff. But here's the Barbie commercial. It's for Rocket Mortgage. Barbie really wants this dream house. It's got stunning views and a slide. Barbie's ready for fun. So cool. And Barbie found out about this dream house with an alert from Rocket Homes. She did? Well, it's a super competitive market. Everyone wants to buy the dream house. Better off for Betty. I'll go 10 over asking. Cash offer Carl. Straight cash. House Super Skipper. Let's tear it to the studs. You vultures, you're gonna start a bidding war. This is less than ideal. Oh no. Don't worry, Barbie has a verified approval that shows her finances are backed by Rocket Mortgage. So Barbie wins. But we need a house. Oh, I found a fixer-upper castle on Rocket Homes. It has good bones, but really bad neighbors. <laughs> I like his vibe. Get your dream house all in one place with Rocket Homes and Rocket Mortgage. For a better way to find and finance, Rocket can. Thanks for helping. No problem, it's good for my glutes. <laughs> like I say, if that was the best Super Bowl commercial, it's pretty sad pickings this year. I'm, I'm thinking there's probably something better. Each their own, though. Best USA's Today's Ad Meter ranked at number one uh, as the uh, best Super Bowl commercial. I think number two was that Doritos, oh, oh baby, or whatever it was commercial. I, I tried to find it, and what I saw of it, it didn't look that appealing either, so I left it alone. But uh, it reminded me of when I was a kid, you know, Saturday morning commercials. Yeah, and uh, I think that's maybe what they were going for. Because uh, we would be in that target audience, wouldn't we? What did I just break? All right. Well, we'll fix it here in a minute. Anyway, that was that. So I want to share that with you. Okay, let's talk about fuel surcharges. The topic of this FBTV video podcast today is going to be fuel surcharge. Now, Again, if you are thinking about becoming a freight broker, freight broker agent, want to get into the transportation, the business side of transportation, check us out at Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. Or you can call me, 479-668-0838. I get asked a lot about fuel surcharge as it pertains to a broker. First of all, you have to understand what a fuel surcharge is. A fuel surcharge is designed to offset the cost of fuel to a carrier. Now, understand... That is when a carrier goes in, sits down with a potential customer or a customer, and they hammer out a contract. Okay, this is going to be our line haul. Line haul is the base charge for moving a load from point A to point B. Anything added to that is going to be accessorial. So, in essence, a fuel surcharge is accessorial. So, the, the way it works, a trucking company can go in and say, okay, we'll, 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 our line haul is going to be $2 a mile to move a load from point A to point B. As long as fuel stays at this level. But if fuel goes up, that will kick in the fuel surcharge, and that's going to add more money uh, to the base rate in an accessorial way. And it will stay there as long as fuel's up, but when it comes back down, the fuel surcharge will decrease, so it's going to fluctuate depending on fuel cost. 
a trucking company goes in and they negotiate the fuel surcharge. It's just not something in stone where this is what the fuel surcharge is. Everybody's fuel surcharge is going to be different as well as it's going to be negotiated. All right. So now I've always not been pro fuel surcharge for a lot of reasons. I think it hurts a trucking company more than it helps it. I mean, I understand if you got to go in and do it. But a lot of times what's happening, a trucking company is going in and they're making their line haul low, but they're making that fuel surcharge fluctuate at a higher percentage maybe. And they're making, you know, trying to make money off fuel surcharge. Trucking company, you know, the, the fuel surcharge is designed so the trucking company doesn't lose money when fuel goes up like it's done here in the last year, year and a half. Well, year and three or four months anyway, since we know who became president. Not knocking if if you're uh, if if you're four body and that's fine, but facts are facts. Uh, now, when it comes to a broker, understand a broker is a convenience for a trucking company. Even though we get used as dispatchers and trucking companies use brokers for you know 100% of their loads, and we got videos out there talking about uh, loads. Or if a trucking company is using a broker for all of their loads, the kind of money they lose. I'll try to put a, at the end of the video on YouTube, I'll put a, I, I, if I can find it, I'll put the link up to that video so you can see it. But a broker is here as a convenience. We do not negotiate, a broker generally does not, well, generally, doesn't negotiate a fuel surcharge with a shipper. The shipper tells us, hey, this, generally the shipper is telling us, the, the total amount, the gross amount they're paying to move low from point A to point B. All right. Now, if you're a trucking company, you may, let's say it's $2 a mile and it's loads going to 1,000 miles. That means your line hauls uh, going to be $2,000. And then your fuel surcharge, depending on what percentage it's at, depending on the price of fuel, you may have a, uh, you know, 15% fuel surcharge, 20% fuel surcharge, depending on the cost of fuel. So if you got a 20% uh, fuel surcharge, that means another $200 is going to be added to that rate. Okay, that makes sense. Now, a broker doesn't do that. The shipper's giving us the total amount they're paying to move the load from point A to point B. You ask them about the fuel surcharge, they'll tell you nine times out of ten it's built in. It's included. That's because we're not doing a contract. We're not sitting down with a customer doing contracts. I'm running out contracts. Why aren't we? Well, because we do not have trucks. We don't have our own trucks. Okay. You might find occasionally a brokerage that's large enough to be able to do something like that. But as a rule, no. Now, the fuel surcharge, we're, we can't split it as a broker. So if the customer tells us, hey, we're paying, you know, this load's paying $2,000. Okay, fuel surcharge is going to be built in, but we do not have a contract set up with the trucking company. Our contract broker-carrier agreement, nowhere in there is it going to talk anything about fuel surcharge because we don't control it. A broker doesn't control it. Not like a trucking company does with their customer. We don't control it with our customer. They tell us. So that's why the numbers are always gross numbers. Now, <clears throat> it's been my experience that whenever I've had a customer... 
that you know i went to them and i said hey the truck wants this much money maybe it's more than what they're offering or something like that don't they you know during the negotiation with that uh, customer that shipper they come back and say okay yeah we're going to do it but we're going to increase the fuel surcharge they're not going to touch that line haul now why is that because fuel surcharges fluctuate they go up and down with the, you know depending on the cost of fuel but the line haul they want that to stay steady now why do they want that to stay steady Simply because if a broker can get a customer to go up on the line haul, it's they're, they're, it's going to be at that rate, you know. But when a customer uses, yeah, okay, I'm going to add a little bit to the fuel surcharge to get up to what they want. It's a temporary thing. You, you see what I mean? So I don't know if that's going to help you or not with fuel surcharge. But that's why generally brokers don't split it. Brokers aren't able to get it. That's between a trucking company and one of their direct customers, when uh, they are sitting down across the table dealing with the customer direct. That's the other thing. You know, a lot of times trucking company may say, well, what about fuel surcharge? you got to tell them it's, it's included because it is. All right. Another thing, too, I've found, even if you've got a customer that is separating the fuel surcharge, generally the broker don't want to go in there and have to do all the paperwork. And, and again, and when I say paperwork, I'm talking about the calculations. Okay, they got to split this, this is this, this is this. Okay. Uh, it, it's just not able to do it. Plus, the trucking company and the broker does not have any type of contract where uh, the agreement states what the fuel surcharge is going to be. Otherwise, it would be separate with every trucking company on every load. You know, this customer over here may be paying a 10% fuel surcharge when fuel is over 250 a gallon, while this one over here may be paying 15%. See what I mean? So every customer is going to be different. There's no way you can be generalized. All right. Now I hope I hope that helps you out. Now we we can go into detail with you about this uh, during our training. We have all kinds of training packages available through Tautoa. <clears throat> Again, they all include the essential training for working day to day as a freight broker. We're going to go through everything: how to find customers, uh, how to approach, what to say, how to respond, how to calculate rates, negotiate, find trucks. Everything from getting the load all the way through delivery of the load, including legal and contracts is included with the training. Once you complete the essential training, that's when you can enter our mentorship program, if you wish. That's where you will be uh, placed through us under a licensed broker. So you can begin your broker operation, start getting the experience. All right. Start building a customer base. Now, your customer base, <clears throat> and it doesn't matter if it's uh, what broker you're with, your customer base, any customer you bring in, that customer should be yours to work when you leave. So if you build a customer base and you exit the mentorship program, move on to another company, or even move in uh, to uh, Tatoa Logistics, it doesn't matter. Your customers are your customers. You've put in the effort to build that relationship. They are yours. Generally speaking, when it comes to sales, it's very rare that the person doing the buying is buying the company. More times than not, they're buying the individual. In other words, they're buying you, the freight broker or freight broker agent, as the case may be. All right. <clears throat> if you have any questions about fuel surcharge, you want to discuss it more, feel free to contact me, FBTV, uh, or you can email me at fbtvfreightbrokertv.com, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com, Skype, fbtv. Uh, visit our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. You can also call me 
at Taltoa, 479-668-0838. Having a birthday today. Well, you're in pretty good company. Happy birthday to you. Cesar Romero was born on the state back in 1907. Harvey Corman, Carol Burnett Show, Blazing Saddles, back in 1927. Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, Jane Seymour, born on this date back in 51. Chris Farley, boy, who, who didn't like Chris Farley? Black Sheep and uh, you know, all those movies he did, David Spade, Tommy Boy. He was born on this date back in 1964. Uh, today in history, back in 1768, the first mustard manufactured in America is advertised in Philadelphia. Walt Disney's animated feature Cinderella opens in movie theaters uh, back in 1950. And in 1965, oh Canada, Canada unveils a new flag. And we've seen a lot of it this uh, last few weeks. It's got the maple leaf design. And they unveiled it. Where else but uh, Ottawa. Speaking of Canada... Prime Minister Justin Trudeau yesterday invoked the emergency powers across all Canada to quell protests by demonstrators who have paralyzed Ottawa and blocked border crossings in anger over the country's COVID-19 restrictions. Here is uh, Trudeau's uh, piece of it anyway, Trudeau's press conference from uh, yesterday. Nothing that's been used ever, but it exists for a reason. Invoking the Emergencies Act is never the first thing a government should do, nor even the second. The act is to be used sparingly and as a last resort. Right now, the situation requires additional tools not held by any other federal, provincial, or territorial law. Today, in these circumstances, it is now clear that responsible leadership requires us to do this. These measures must be and will be compliant with our Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Indeed, the Emergencies Act was created in the late 80s to flow from and uphold the Charter. We'll always defend the rights of Canadians to peaceful assembly and to freedom of expression, but these blockades are illegal, and if you're still participating, the time to go home is now. On a separate track from the Emergencies Act, I want to reassure people that the Canadian Border Services Agency is already turning back non-Canadians trying to enter Canada to participate in blockades. And of course, while we get the situation under control, we'll continue to have Canadians' backs. I want to remind affected businesses that if you're facing revenue losses, support is available through our wage and rent subsidy programs. We know that downtown Ottawa businesses in particular have been hard hit by these illegal activities. In the coming days, we'll be launching specific support for those businesses. I know that everyone is tired of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. We're hearing your frustration with COVID and even with the temporary measures we had to put forward to keep people safe. But are you listening? I know people are frustrated. I hear it. You, you have a right to express that frustration and even your anger with the government or government policies. 
It's something we'll always defend in this free and democratic country. But blockading streets and critical infrastructure and depriving your neighbors of their freedoms is a totally different thing. It has to stop. It has to stop. Anyway, Trudeau ruled out using the uh, military. I shouldn't say anything. I mean, Canada, you've got uh, Trudeau. I mean, whatever you think of him. And, uh, you know, it's the same thing down here in the States. We've got Biden or whoever's president at the time. So we all have our... Uh, we all have our... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, you can insert <clears throat> whatever <clears throat> adjective you want. I keep on clearing my throat because... As you, a lot of you know, I, uh, I was down with the COVID, coronavirus, guess I was anyway, and uh, finally getting over it, or got over it, and uh, last couple of days been the uh, best I've felt, but I think some of my, uh, still clearing out my lungs a little bit, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, going back to Canada, uh, Trudeau said his government instead threatened to tow vehicles away uh, to keep essential services running. Uh, freeze truckers' personal and corporate bank accounts to take further action to strike at their livelihoods and the source of financial support. The uh, lady that was behind Trudeau, and that's what I was shaking my head about, that's all she was doing back there, just, mm -hmm, just uh, reaffirming. You know, like somebody said, okay, this is what you do. When I'm talking, you just shake your head affirmatively. Uh, we'll make it psychological. <laughs> anyway, I believe that's uh, Deputy Prime Minister... Christia Freeland, she had uh, something to say too. As of today, all crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use must register with FinTrack and they must report large and suspicious transactions to FinTrack. This will help mitigate the risk that these platforms receive illicit funds increase the quality and quantity of intelligence received by FinTrack, and make more information available to support investigations by law enforcement into these illegal blockades. We are making these changes because we know that these platforms are being used to support illegal blockades and illegal activity, which is damaging the Canadian economy. The government will also bring forward legislation to provide these authorities to FinTrack on a permanent basis. Second, the government is issuing an order with immediate effect under the Emergencies Act, authorizing Canadian financial institutions to temporarily cease providing financial services where the institution suspects that an account is being used to further the illegal blockades and occupations. This order covers both personal and corporate accounts. Third, we are directing Canadian financial institutions to review their relationships with anyone involved in the illegal blockades and report to the RCMP or CSIS. As of today, a bank or other financial service provider will be able to immediately freeze or suspend an account without a court order. In doing so, they will be protected against civil liability 
for actions taken in good faith. Federal government institutions will have a new broad authority to share relevant information with banks and other financial service providers to ensure that we can all work together to put a stop to the funding of these illegal blockades. This is about following the money. This is about stopping the financing of these illegal blockades. We are today serving notice. If your truck is being used in these illegal blockades, your corporate accounts will be frozen. The insurance on your vehicle will be suspended. Send your semi-trailers home. The Canadian economy needs them to be doing legitimate work, not to be illegally making us all poorer. Now, consider yourselves warned. <laughs> Are they thinking this through? Okay, they're uh, protesting in Ottawa. But, you know, you're... you're th okay, so they leave. Okay, you're threatening their livelihood. You're threatening to uh, take their equipment. You're, you're threatening... Well, you're just pretty much threatening without thinking of the consequences. What if all these truckers go home? Okay, we're not we're not in Ottawa anymore, but uh, we're parked. Now, what do you do? Okay, if you don't get out there and back in your truck and start driving again, we're going to come take your truck. Now, come on, you know, could it? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But it wouldn't surprise me, you know, <laughs> if the uh, Canadian truckers, okay, we'll leave Ottawa, but we're parking. We are parking. Matter of fact, they may get a lot more support from other truckers in Canada, and that could uh, really spread worldwide quickly. Instead of convoys and stuff, just park them. Park them. You know, it, it's my understanding from years ago, I was told by an economist, that uh, Major cities have about 72 hours of supplies. You stop the trucks for three days, people start getting hungry. Store shelves really think they're empty now. Wait. Anyway, we'll have to see how this plays out. Over 3,500 2022 Peterbilt 579s. Recall. is recalling about 3,500 uh, model year 2022 Peterbilt 579 trackers. Or tractors. Trackers. I'm thinking of my boat. Tractors equipped with chassis fairings. According to the National Highway Tra uh, Traffic Safety Administration documents, the bolts and the the bolts that hold the chassis fairing step assembly in the closed position can loosen and fracture the last latch attachment, causing the fairing assembly to flex. A partially unsecured cab stepped can unexpectedly move while entering or exiting the cab, increasing the risk for injury, according to the recall. Try reading that. That that uh, that was a uh, <laughs> that was uh, a tongue twister almost. Anyway, dealers will add new fasteners and a bracket, no charge, to fix the issue. Owners can contact Peterbilt Customer Service at 940-591-4220. 
Recall number 22 PBA NHTSA's recall number is 22B-016. Nothing here about the recall taking effect two months from now or a month from now like we usually see. This recall, it looks like you can do something about it now. All right, California forcing out old semi-trucks. People are smaller trucking companies, especially saying, hey, that's a disaster waiting to happen. California soon will deny registration of semi-trucks built before 2010. And the new law is making some trucking companies, smaller trucking companies, nervous, and I get it. You know, they they work with older trucks. You go out of California, I don't know how it is now, but I know when I was driving. It's been a, a few years back, last time I was out there, but I saw a lot of cab overs. Anyway, the California Air Resources Board, CARB, as you may recognize the name, will require semi-trucks and other diesel commercial vehicles to have engine models from 2010 or newer by the start of 2023 as a way to meet new emission standards. This change was announced way back in 2018, but you got to remember coronavirus a year later. But with today's current supply chain and vehicle production issues, small trucking company owners are particularly nervous about what the new rule could mean for their freight. Bill, Bill uh, Abudi, I may be uh, pronouncing that wrong, excuse me if I am. Anyway, he's president of AB Trucking in Oakland. He was quoted as saying, this is a disaster waiting to happen. Only two of my 13 trucks will be compliant next year. Due to the apparent semiconductor and chip shortages, new semi-trucks are currently in short supply, which means newer used trucks are selling for far more than their actual value. We're going to say a $30,000 truck right now is selling for 100000 Western States Trucking Association, the WSTA, a nonprofit group that acts as an advance or advocate for smaller trucking companies, reports that somewhere between 40,000 commercial vehicles in their state, California, are older than 2010. If companies don't find a way to replace these vehicles in the next year, you think the supply chain thing is bad now, just wait when 40,000 trucks suddenly come off the road, which is kind of what I was talking to about Canada. Yeah, you're making all these threats to the people that deliver your goods so you can eat. Yeah, let's threaten them. Don't talk to them, just threaten them. Threat, that's crazy. All right. Ohio businesses could get $25,000 tax credits if... Uh, you are training truck drivers under a, a proposed bill. The Ohio House has passed a bill that would give employers a $25,000 tax credit for training new truck drivers if it passes in the Senate. House Bill 197 passed the uh, House uh, 97 last week, so it will probably pass the Senate and is backed by both trucking companies and uh, other business organizations. The uh, potential tax breaks would reportedly be temporary and capped at uh, $1.5 million annually. It would also apply to truck driver training that began January 1st, 2022. All right. I think we covered about everything. Look at that. Now, you know, we're, we're getting closer and closer to that hour every one of these podcasts. All right. <clears throat> Let's, uh, where'd my impossible question go? I, I, I'm remembering it. Today. Okay, when it comes to the living room, 43% of families 
adhere to this one rule. I may have more, but one rule. When it comes to the living room, 43% of families adhere to this rule. What is that rule? Assigned seating. I've got a, I've got my chair. And yeah, if somebody sits in it, get out of my chair. Unless it's my granddaughter. <laughs> Softy. All right. Anything else we are needing uh, to talk about? Oh, one more thing. Kind of on the lighter side. This lady won an $8,000 vacation on Price is Right. You see that? She won an $8,000 vacation on Price is Right. Round trip airfare. Upscale hotel. To New Hampshire. The problem is, she lived just down the road. She covered it up pretty good. She acted uh, jumpity, 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 you know, excited, you know. Ooh. Yeah, wait till she gets the tax bill. she got to pay taxes on that silly thing. Yeah, you just don't win and walk away. You've got to pay taxes on those winnings. Speaking of taxes, eh, let's not even talk about it. All right. Now, one more thing. New, <laughs> talking about the uh, protest up in Canada and New Zealand. Uh, they, they, uh, uh, truckers down there were protesting following Canada's uh, freedom convoy. The police force down in New Zealand trying to break it up, they came up with a novel approach. <laughs> Playing Barry Manilow's greatest hits. <laughs> Blaring it on a speaker. The government has been blasting songs like Mandy, Could It Be Magic, on a 15-minute loop. The uh, protesters' response, well, they began blaring. We're not going to take it by Twisted Sister. <laughs> I, you know, five years ago, if you would have told us stuff like this would have been happening, we would have laughed. No way. This is just too silly. But here we are. All right, it is Tuesday. Hopefully we'll be back Thursday to do another one of these uh, and be looking on YouTube uh, for the uh, videos as well as the, uh, if you're an insider, check your FBTV Insider. This will be up shortly. The The video will, anyway. The podcast going to be up here uh, today, February 15th, probably with uh, within the next hour or two. Anyway, go have a great Tuesday, unless, of course, you've made other plans. We will talk soon.